Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a WTOP original podcast. Coming up in this episode, of Target USA. Poland has broken up a major spy ring. The Russians are using, you know, all elements of the dime, as we call it in the West, the diplomatic, informational, military, and economic uh, means uh, to get at uh, the Western alliance, basically. Colonel Ray Wojcik, a retired U.S. Army colonel living in Poland, talks about Russian attempts to try to sabotage the supply lines to Ukraine. I mean, that thing is vital. That is uh, uh, the lifeblood of getting equipment to Ukraine is coming through Poland. Coming up on this episode from WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. I spent the last week on the road in Poland, which is why I wasn't here and there was no episode last week. And in the process of traveling from Warsaw to Szczecin to Krakow to Auschwitz, Birkenau to Markova and lots of other places, I learned a lot about Poland and Poland's problem with Russia. And we're going to address this most recent problem that surfaced in this episode, a spy ring that Poland has broken up. As mentioned, we're talking with Colonel Ray Wojcik, a retired U.S. Army colonel. Now he is a consultant with the Kosciuszko chain in Poland. One of the things that I've learned um, in having spent a little bit of time there about a week or so ago, now this is the 9th of September, having spent a little bit of time there, uh, done a ton of research, talked to a lot of people while I was there, it appears as though Russia is stepping up its efforts to conduct what we call hybrid warfare inside Poland. Um, I know you're familiar with all of that. I'm just interested in what your view as a person who lives there and a person who's a retired military officer, what's your view on what's happening there? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think we have to maybe take a step back, look at what the Russians have been doing for, you know, almost a decade in this area of uh, hybrid warfare, um, you know, long before we get to the kinetic wars in uh, Ukraine 2014, and then, of course, again in 2022, the Russians are using, you know, all elements of the dime, as we call it in the West, the diplomatic, informational, military, and economic uh, means uh, to get at uh, the Western alliance, basically. Uh, but also to infiltrate um, and make friends and basically uh, separate allies in uh, especially this region and to prevent in many ways Ukraine uh, from uh, going the direction it was heading, uh, which was closer to the West, potentially towards NATO and the EU. So that was part and parcel. The Russians were expanding all these sort of uh, 
as General Breedlove, if you, you know, I'm talking about former SEC here, he always calls this uh, the gray zone or the below the, the belt or the below the Article 5 kinds of things. And that's the challenge for NATO and the United States is because those kinds of activities hitting at energy issues, hitting at uh, just um, coercive uh, threats um, that are, you know, during exercise, military exercises, doing scenarios that are nuclear uh, attacks on Eastern, uh, Eastern flank allies like Poland. Um, and then also using its influence of previously, whether it was uh, the G20 or other uh, regional uh, uh, capabilities that the Russians have with their own alliances uh, in Syria to push back on the United States to show that they had you know flexibility beyond uh, this region. So in all those things, to kind of summarize, they were expanding their hybrid warfare uh, capabilities and probing, basically. And as the probing went on, especially since 2014, they could see that there was a huge uh, weakness in the U.S. and NATO response to what we were doing uh, on the military front in the eastern region. And that led to, in my view, uh, one of the key reasons Putin decided to uh, make the attack in 2022 was he had done all this probing, used all these different elements of power, uh, including the military. And then he could see that we weren't really altering the eastern flank of NATO in all those areas. Total defense, for example, is a term uh, people talk about a lot with Finland, uh, which has a really robust uh, capability in involving the whole society in their approach to defense. That was not uh, going on naturally, even in this region. It was getting better. Poland was significantly stepping up its own homeland defense capabilities, but nothing like the Finns had been doing really since the end of World War II. So uh, the Russians saw that there were gaps in the alliance, gaps in these uh, these resilience capabilities, you could say, and started uh, being more aggressive. And then um, now what what they're doing that the war has started they're just taking that to other levels where they can find uh ways uh, to break up you know in this case they're attempting to find ways to break up this uh major logistics ring I mean, that thing is vital that is a uh, uh, the lifeblood of getting equipment to ukraine is coming through poland i think the last uh stat i saw on that is about 80 percent of the equipment's coming through poland so that's why it's really important for the poles to protect it I'll, I'll stop my answer there. But yes, uh, it, it's it's something the Russians have expanded over the years. And now that they're kind of in a box on their kinetic operations in Ukraine, it's something that we have to worry about that they're going to be expanding in other areas in the alliance. There's a there's yeah. a concern in northern Poland. Yeah. What's going on at the, Bel the Belarusian-Lithuanian-Polish border yeah. and what the Russians might attempt there in sort of a hybrid way. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. How do people living in Poland, ordinary people, um, citizens, and people from other countries um, who um, live there, how do they? How are they reacting to this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one thing you can you know count on uh, with the polls is pretty much a 
um, homogeneous uh, reaction uh, to Russian aggression uh, because the Poles have uh, had, you know, a horrible experience since uh, the end of World War II being occupied basically by Soviet troops until uh, 1993. So even when the wall falls in 1989, it takes four more years before the Soviets finally leave here. So the taste is palatable in the in the in the mouths of the poles of what it feels like and what it looks like to have uh, Soviet troops in their country because it's not that long ago and most adults have some kind of contact with that. So um, to see what the poles are doing in Ukraine and the and the I'm sorry to see what the Russians are doing in Ukraine the atrocities. Um, and then just the attacks on civilians alone, but not not just that. It's yeah. these threats of nuclear warfare yeah. and these other things that really rings true for the polls. And they are uh, doing everything they can without being on sort of full alert uh, to be much more alert on their border and uh, much more um, worried about what the next step is. And I'll just add two other things besides this rolling up the spy rings you've had. Uh, rocket, errant rockets or rocket attacks against Poland. Uh, a couple of Polish civilians have already been killed in the eastern parts of Poland from one of those uh, interchanges. And so, uh, you know, for the Poles, it's real. They're a frontline yeah. state. And uh, the closer you get to the Polish border, the more real it is for those uh, regions in Poland. But all Poles yeah. uh, at some level feel uh, that this is uh, definitely something different and something of great concern uh, because they're next door to Ukraine. Is it obvious the precautions that the government has taken to deal with these threats of sabotage on the transportation system? There are supposedly concerns about possible terrorist plots, possible assassinations. Is it obvious? Does the, the average person see or can you see any changes to the normal rhythm of life there because of uh, these concerns? No, no, I have not seen, you know, and I'm on the public transportation system quite a bit. Um, so I have not, is in Warsaw, I haven't seen anything that would indicate there's anything more unusual going on than before. Uh, so I think so far, this uh, one spy ring that they've rolled up or rolled up a good chunk of it, is um, is small enough that the counterintelligence or the um, uh, the uh, internal uh, in intelligence agency is is the lead agency for this, and they're handling it in a very uh, let's say you know at least quiet way to the public. It's well known. It's published. Yeah. Uh, these the recent uh, capture of another um, another uh, criminal in this ring, uh, you know, is well known. It's on the net and the polls are publicized. I think the key thing for the polls is they want people to be aware this is going on so that the polls, if they see anything, they'll say something to use the old American, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, we've heard that this particular situation was the most serious activity in a NATO country since this war in Ukraine started. Do you get the sense that this is that big a deal? Um, we, may, we may not know the underlying impacts of it, but um, I've been told that this was the most significant activity and significant concern in a NATO country since this war started, suggesting or telegraphing what Russia might be willing to do or desperate enough to do in other places. Yeah, well, 
this kind of go back to your point about some of the amateurish um, way that they went about doing this. Uh, so one thing you could take away from that is um, the seriousness of the activity may be not as serious um, as one might think. But the concern is, you know, just going back to the hub, what we have at stake here in Poland is significant. And that's the concern. See, they can't take any chances. They have to address this in a robust way. And it's hard for me without knowing a lot more details about how these guys were recruited and how they were sort of uh, handled by the Russians. And it's interesting, you know, you got Ukrainian citizens in this mix, you got Belarusian citizens, Russian uh, citizens involved. Um, so this is a this is a challenge. One thing to keep in mind with this whole thing is uh, Poland borders Russia, Poland borders Belarus, and Poland borders Ukraine. So you got all that uh, massive size of borders to worry about for some kind of infiltration. Yeah, it's a very complex situation, and I can imagine that as time passes, the complexity will continue to grow. Colonel, um, thank you so much for taking time to to talk about this. I hope we'll have some more opportunities in the not-too-distant future. Great. Thank you so much, JJ. Great to be here. That's it for this episode of Target USA. Coming up in our next episode. A few days in Poland, we start unpacking a trip that took us from Warsaw to Krakow to Auschwitz-Birkenau to Szczegół and many other places in Poland, including what is now effectively the war zone. That's coming up on the next episode of Target USA. In the meantime, if you have any questions or comments about the program, send me an email. You can reach me at jgreen at wtop.com. The letter J, the color green, one word, at Whiskey Tango Oscar Papa. jgreen at wtop.com. Also, please, Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter. We're at TUSA Podcast. That's at Tango Uniform Sierra Alpha Podcast. And if you want more national security news, you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called Inside the Skiff, and you can sign up at WTOP.com slash email. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast.